Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I am here with Adam and Sean from Arete Athletics in Norristown, Pennsylvania. What's up, guys? How are you today? Good. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Doing well. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. All right. So let's dive right into the details. How did you guys get started? What is it that made you guys want to own your own gym? What's the backstory there? Uh, you want me to Good. go? Or? Yeah, it's fine. All right. Um, the backstory. Um, trying to keep it as short as possible. Um, so we got started doing this really in... 2016 officially under a different name um but this is something me and sean kind of always knew we wanted to do um we've been friends since like sophomore year of high school and we started working out with each other and you know we found the value in fitness and you know really kind of made it part of our identity and then we realized like okay well this feels great for us. So what if we can make other people feel this way? Um, so we started a company at first we were just going to be a clothing brand because we liked clothes. We liked fitness. Let's make like a fitness fashion brand, but we realized the investment financially and just like time to build a successful brand is pretty challenging. Plus we had a lot of our friends asking us like to train, to work out. So we started helping them with their workouts in the gym in Sean's basement. That was like the first gym that we ever had was Sean's basement. Um, so from there, we kind of just doubled down on what we were doing. We started hosting free boot camps in like local parks and at our high school. And then from there, once like the winter came, obviously we couldn't do anything in the summer or in the winter because it was cold out. So we started renting space from a local gym to run boot camps there every morning at like five in the morning. And then we rented space from another gym, did personal training there, pocketed all the money, like did not take any of the money for ourselves, just reinvested it back into the business. Um, and then fast forward a little bit, pan we keep doing that, stacking all the money away. The pandemic hits and we were kind of at just like a crossroads. Like, are we gonna keep doing this while working two or three other jobs or are we going to finally like chase our dream and make this our only thing that we do mm -hmm. and here we are <laughs> okay so you guys opened uh was it after the pandemic or kind of in the middle of it or what was the timing on that so it was um 2019 so right in the middle okay um no 2019 was the 2020 Start is of our LLC and then 2020 mm -hmm. was uh, when we opened our brick and mortar location. Um, so it was like right, right in the middle of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, about 40% of gyms closed because of the pandemic, but there was a large amount of gyms that opened either during or because of it as well. So it's always interesting to hear about the gyms that opened during. Um, now, as far as your business model goes, how do you guys structure things within the facility? Are you doing group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones? Kind of walk us through the layout there. Um, so right now we have uh, group sessions, uh, up to 16 people in a session with one coach. 
and we have personal training. Um, so it started off back when Adam was talking about that with just personal training, because that's all we had the space for, and it was just him and I. Mm -hmm. um, now we have a team of coaches and us, and we do, yeah, we do the large, well, semi-large group, but 16 people and then one-on-one. -on -one. Awesome. And how much space are you working with now? So it's 2,200 square feet. Okay. Yeah. 2,200 square feet. And how many members are you currently serving? So as of yesterday, I believe there's 71 and that's on EFT. So mm -hmm. um, there's other people who had paid in full. There's other people who are um, like doing personal training, but they're on kind of like a different scale um, and scheduling. So we just kind of keep track of the, our, our EFTs. Got it. Okay. And how do you bill for that? Are you billing monthly or weekly or bi-weekly? Every four weeks. Every four weeks. Got it. Yep. Okay. Um, so now as far as the membership goes, are you looking to add to the membership and, and grow more currently? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we right now, our goal um, for the upcoming like end of the year is get to a hundred members um, and then start offering semi-private. Um, we are a part of, you know, gym launch, as you know, but that's the goal with our coaches and that's what we're really striving for. Got it. Okay. And what are you doing to grow the membership currently as far as marketing, advertising, getting the word out there about what it is that you do? Um, so we run Facebook ads. Um, we spend about $100 a day on that in a local market um, through an ad agency, which has been really helpful. Um, thankfully, we've created, in my opinion, a strong enough brand and, you know, a facility that gets people good enough results that our initial growth was just all organic word of mouth. And that allowed us to keep the doors open and serve some people but not serve nearly as many people as we would like. So the organic stuff is good. Like we have a strong presence on social media, but those paid ads that run on Facebook and Instagram have been pretty much a game changer for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something a lot of, a lot of gym owners tend to rely on the organic stuff, right? The word of mouth, the referrals, things of that nature, because they don't want to pay for paid advertising. Right. And it's understandable in the beginning because especially if you don't know what you're doing, right? We want to make sure we're getting a return on investment with that. But, you know, once you're in a position to do so, that really is the next thing typically that takes you to the next level because there are so many people and I used to have a kickboxing facility and there would be people that would walk in all the time and be like, oh, are you guys new here? We didn't even know that you were here, but we had been there for over five years and people mm -hmm. lived in the area very close and just had no idea. So that's the, the really nice part about the paid advertising is that you can reach those people that are maybe right around the corner that just don't realize that you're there because they don't know anybody that comes to the gym, right? You're missing out on a huge amount of people if you're not running paid ads. Um, all right. So now how many new people are you seeing on a weekly basis currently? Um, I was going to say, it's probably better to answer that on like a monthly basis because we always have like at least guaranteed two new people a week, like guaranteed mm -hmm. at least. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say like two to five, depending on the week. Mm -hmm. 
Awesome. And now one thing that a lot of gym owners shy away from is the sales process, right? They don't want to, a lot of people just kind of like self-identify as not being a salesperson and therefore put no time into learning sales. And then their conversion rates aren't good. And it doesn't matter how many leads that we have coming in the doors if we can't convert them into paying members. So what does the sales process look like for you guys? How do you handle that aspect of the business? So, um, well, it all starts with the ads. Like you said, um, we get our leads coming in, um, and then we have our go high level set up to do like, we'll call them, we'll do the lead nurture, uh, where we double dial them that whole, you're familiar with that process, right? Yes, I am, but the listeners may not be. And I'm always the one hammering everybody on the podcast. Like you need to do this. You need to do that. So it's always good to hear it from somebody in the gym doing it currently yeah. for the listener. Yeah, so, so call them as soon as you can because we got our notifications right to our phone. So literally within five seconds to five minutes, um, double dial if they don't answer. And then luckily, go high level, we have a lead nurture process set up with the follow-up. So it's the automated messages that seem organic. They don't seem like a robot coming out. Mm-hmm. So that's very beneficial. Um, and then it's always important once we get them scheduled, we do the follow-ups the day before, an hour before, um, sending text and video messages, making sure that they know what time they're coming and confirming that they have the address. So that communication is really like, it gets done a lot to the point where some people are like, geez, oh my God, why are you texting me so much? But um, it's important. Um, And then when they come in, we do their consultation, right? We we have our uh, sales deck set up, um, takes about 20 to 30 minutes, but you know, as much time as you need to organically talk to someone and make sure that you can, that we can help them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And are you running a high ticket front end offer six week challenge, 21 day, 42 day, something of that nature? Yeah. So we're doing right now the, um, five six week challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Still the best converting offer out there. So that's fantastic. Uh, and prior to running that were you always running a high ticket front end offer or did you start with more of a low barrier front end offer what we what we thought was high ticket was not high ticket enough yeah we were running six week challenges for two hundred dollars and wondering why we weren't making any money the first six week challenge we did though we had 40 people sign up so if it was six hundred dollars we would have done pretty damn good but Mm -hmm. instead we did just okay right (laughs) to to backtrack though um when we first opened our initial offer was two weeks free and then we did little stuff like we would see like other people like that we knew like mentors and stuff oh 21 days for 21 dollars and and we were just like guessing and checking like hey that kind of worked a little bit like it's just it's just funny to see how after reading like alex's books and you know being coached the proper ways that you, you you don't know what you don't know right right Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, just talk about some of the differences between running the low barrier offers and then now collecting $5.99 upfront on day one, because there are so many gym owners that are still stuck in those low barrier offers and just spinning their wheels on a monthly basis because they have their own limiting beliefs around what they're capable of selling and then what their clients or members are willing to spend. So kind of just touch on some of the differences that you've seen, you know, with, 
within your client base with the results that you've gotten, obviously the cash, the front end cash within the business is huge. So what has the experience been like for you guys? You want to go first, Adam? Um, yeah, I'll go first. Um, so I'm not going to say too much because Sean is a little bit more involved. So just so you know, we're partners, obviously, but mm-hmm. I don't handle any sales. That's something that, like you touched on. That's not in my wheelhouse. I don't really want any parts of it. I want my business to succeed, but that's not what my skills are. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm wasting my time if I do that. There's, there's more things that need to get accomplished on my end. Mm-hmm. But I think for me personally, what I like about the front end offers and then providing us so much money, <laughs> to be honest, is the, the uh, how am I trying to say this? it lowers your stress levels, right? Because if you can get two to three or six, however many of those in one week, you paid for your ad spend, you knocked out a great portion of your rent or whatever expenses you have. So I think it's a number one stress alleviator, even though getting all the systems and all the processes set up is the like headache and frustration portion of it. But once you have it, and it starts to work, you're like, wow, this is nice. People are handing us a lot of money to help them. Like that's, it feels good to feel valued, I would say. Absolutely. Um, On on my side, I think I look at it this way. Like the thing that sells the most in fitness is results. Um, And when you can get people to take it seriously, they're going to get better results. And then that in turn gets other people to value it. So you're turning what you have to offer from a commodity and like an activity to value, right? So if someone's like, Hey, you know, I want to spend five 99 on your six week challenge, you know, maybe they lose 12 to 15 pounds, their whole entire, you know, their habits change, their mindset changes. And then they go tell their friend, like, Hey, like, it doesn't matter that it was five 99. Like now I'm a part of this great community. It changed my life. So that'll kind of like, um, I don't know. It's like a ripple effect. It's like, yeah, it's like we made you pay a little bit more money than free, <laughs> but um, the long-term result is what you wanted and what you got. Right. Yeah. I mean, people who pay, pay attention. So if they're putting a large amount of money down up front, then chances are they're going to show up to class. They're going to stick to their plan. They're going to get the results that they're looking for. And that's what makes people stay, right? If you continue to get them results, change their lives, get them where they want to be, they're going to be with you for a long time. And that's so, so important. And then, I mean, from a business standpoint, it gives you working capital. Most gyms have zero working capital, right? You should have three months in the bank, good to go. So that if everything shut down and you had nothing coming in, you'd be able to survive for three months. Most gyms do not have that. And this gives you the opportunity to stack that cash. And again, it pays for the advertising as well. So, I mean, you're not taking any money out of your pocket to feed back into advertising, which is also awesome. But, I mean, just from the, the client standpoint, the results are absolutely insane. You know, it's like when people actually take it seriously, they show up, they do what they need to do, and they get the results that they're looking for. That's what really builds the business because you're building that reoccurring revenue once they're sticking around. And then, like you said, they're telling their friends, they don't even have to tell their friends at that point. Chances are they walk in and they see the results. So it kind of speaks for itself. So, so many good things as far as that stuff goes. 
now, as far as goals and where you're focusing most of your attention in the business right now to get to where you want to be, what does that look like? What are you working toward or working on right now? Um, so on my end of things, it's making sure that the lead nurture uh, process and the onboarding process is very smooth so that like, yeah, we're going to get the, the leads no matter what through Facebook. Um, but it's making sure that we can actually, you know, talk to those people, communicate with them and get them in the doors um, in a very smooth process. Because the last thing that I would want as a consumer is to overcomplicate things. Um, and then once that's smooth, I think it's really just continuing the conversation. So like, Adam will take time with the current members, um, making sure that their experience is great because you don't want to just get someone in the door and then just forget about them. So um, making sure that their goals are still being met, their voice is still being heard and that they're enjoying coming every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, like Sean was saying, uh, he's getting them in and I'm the one focused on keeping them there. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm doing... Aside from, I don't want to say lead nurture, but current client nurture, you know, reaching out to them at least every two weeks, constantly asking them, what can we do better? What do you want to see more of? Sending out surveys and then communicating with them, like in all of our private Facebook groups, like I'm the social media guy, like across the board. So interacting with them across at all platforms and just making sure, like Sean said, like making sure they feel heard and that they're getting everything that they're paying for. Um, mm -hmm. Because the last thing you want is once you get someone, you get them great results in the six-week challenges, uh, well, now they're just another number. You know, right. like our big thing is like, do you know everybody in the gym by name? Mm -hmm. Like you, you should never not know somebody's names. Like we want it to be a family and just tighten it. You know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely important to uphold that level of service, you know, even if even after rather they convert into those long-term memberships. Like you said, they're not just another number once they convert. It's like, you have to keep that level of service super high. Cause that was the expectation set from the start. So definitely uh, important things to focus on there. Now, one thing I always love to ask about is if you, and you each can have your own cause I'm sure that they're different, but uh, if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering doing their own thing, going their own way, you know, opening their own gym, what would that be? What's one of the most important things that you've learned throughout your time in ownership so far? Good, Adam. <laughs> um, Usually there's a lot. Hmm. All right. Well, one across the board, are you willing to work? for way less money than you deserve like are you honestly okay with that like are you okay with doing that for a long period of time before the payoff hits if you can't do that for at least two or three years like i'd honestly say like this is not for you mm -hmm. um are you willing to, everyone thinks like oh well i'm my own boss so i don't have to answer to anybody once you decide that you're your own boss every single person that hands you money is your boss. So instead of one boss, I have like 80. So <laughs> are you okay with having 80 bosses instead of one? Um, and like, are you in it for the right reasons? Cause there's going to be a whole lot more days where you want to quit 
than there are the days where you want to keep going. So like, what's going to keep you motivated and disciplined to keep going? And then if there was one last piece that I had to say to kind of just sum it up, like, do you want to trade all the stress and BS that you have to deal with now working for somebody else for all the stress and all the BS that you're going to have when you are doing it on your own? Because let's just say you make a hundred grand now working for someone else's company and you're happy and all that's good. And let's say you're going to make a hundred grand for your business. Like, is it worth it? Is it the money or is it the achievement or is it, something deeper that's keeping you on track to want to do that because if it's just for the money or just for the sake of like not having a boss like it's just not going to work so yeah and and that's the thing is like uh you know typically when you have a job and you have a boss you leave work and you leave your work at work most of the time right, right? but in a situation of owning your own business it doesn't work that way you yeah. know it's like you're always working yeah are you okay constantly being on and your right. girlfriend saying like hey like get off your phone right like, are you okay with that because that's the real shit that happens mm -hmm. I'm um i would say a big thing for me that stood out was finding the right help right so like all the books that i've read and the people you listen to on podcasts that you know are in your mind in my mind successful they always say like, who do you listen to, right? You listen to the people who have the physical outcome of what you want, whether that's, you know, a financial thing, a material thing, you know, happiness, whatever that looks like for you, seeking that out, right? So it took, you know, years of trial and error of listening to this person or reading that book or doing that seminar. But until you do that, um, like rinse and repeat and see what sticks and find the right people and say, wow, this person is doing this because they care. Um, they've been through the struggles that I'm going through and they have the end result and you listen to them. That will save you so much time and frustration to just know that like, Hey, as long as I stick to this plan, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And talk about taking some of the stress off of you, right? It's like, if you can connect with somebody who, like you said, has been where you've been and kind of knows what's coming and knows how to navigate things, it makes it a lot easier to be able to focus on what's in front of you right now and focus on your day-to-day -day tasks within the business and not be so stressed out about what's coming and planning. And because one of the main things in owning a business is just avoiding issues, right? Planning to avoid issues. And that can take up a lot of your time and energy and it's frustrating and stressful. And yeah, I mean, if you can connect with somebody who's been there, done it, is successful. Obviously you wanna always connect with somebody that's making more money than you, that's more successful than you, um, but that kind of has it figured out. It can take a lot of that stress and pressure off of you on a daily basis and actually allow you to perform better within the business on a day-to-day. -day. I definitely had that experience myself, You know, not always having to worry about what was coming I could just focus on the task at hand. Right. And then there's like, that's important because there's going to be unexpected stuff. Like today we thought our gym was going to flood. So I had to call Sean while I'm coaching at like six in the morning to be like, yo, we need sandbags. Like those are the problems that people don't think about. Like 
okay, train people make money. Cool. But all right, well, the AC is not working. The place is about a flood and I don't know, something else happened. The bathroom's not working. Like that's the stuff. It's like, we didn't sign up for this, but (laughs) here we are. Yeah. Right. And those are things you can't avoid. Uh, Did you guys get hammered with rain as well? I'm in Rhode Island. So yeah, we got hammered. Yeah. Yeah. They shut down part of 95 yesterday because it was completely underwater so that was interesting but yeah we're right we're right outside of philly so not too too far okay yeah yeah so like you said things that you don't expect you know and uh, things that come up that you never thought would happen happen and i mean a lot of people (laughs) saw that over the last uh, two years that's for sure so um all right now one thing before we start to wrap up if you could improve one thing within your business at the drop of a hat what would that be that's something adam this sounds terrible like this is is gonna (laughs) sound so horrible but clients abilities to do what we ask them to do when they're not at the gym everyone would get perfect results if they did not make the small little excuses for themselves. And like, I hate to be that way because nobody's perfect, right? Like I'm not sitting around six packed up 24 (laughs) seven shredded, but like, we're giving you the plan. We're giving you the workouts. We're giving you the accountability coach. Like all you have to do is do it. Just do it. Like, so that, that's, that might sound terrible. as like, Oh, wow. Like this trainer really expects too much of it, but you're giving us $600, get your money's worth. Right. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's just helping people get out of their own way. Right. right? It's yeah. like so many people just stand in their own way and they don't get to where they want to go just because they won't get out of their own way. And sometimes yeah. it's like, you know, I remember having those same thoughts, those same feelings. Like if I could just do it for you, I would, right, but right. I can't. So and you have to do it yourself. <laughs> It's a trickle down effect too, because okay, you get better results, the group gets better results at large, and then it translates into more people coming to us because they've seen the great results. You know, maybe right. that's selfish, but it's also mostly because I care. Like, dude, I used to be fat. Like, come on, like I want this for you, but mm-hmm. I can't do it for you. Right. Yeah. Could you yeah, could you rephrase the question? Uh so if you could improve one thing within the business at the drop of a hat so like what would you improve if you could just snap your fingers and boom it would be better tomorrow um i I know what you're gonna say i I mean there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things obviously that we would want to improve because we're not where we want to be but i wish not wish i i feel like our vision for our experience in our studio um take some time with a larger building or maybe like different stuff. But um, I, I wish we could encompass what our real vision is for an exercise class in what we have right now. Like it's building blocks, right? We have a piece of turf. We do our group sessions over there, but um, we want to encompass something a little bit more, you know what I mean? Where it's not so all over the place and you're like zoned in. So not saying it would be like a spin class, but, when you're in that, it's like the room's dark, you're on your equipment, there's, it's just you and your, you know, your workout. Um, we do like more traditional style strength training and functional training, trying to encompass that in it um, would be pretty cool. Now I could, I could rattle off a bunch of things like, Hey, I wish our <laughs> sales process was better, but I mean, I think it would just be cool for the people um, to experience what we really want 
prior to having all the money and stuff to afford that, you know? Yeah. Like kind of see the vision of, of where you're going and be able to experience it beforehand. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So as we start to wrap up, where can the listeners find you on social media? Um, you can find us on Facebook at Arate Athletics. Um, on Instagram is Arate Athletics Official. Um, we're not really on TikTok, but that's where we're at. Instagram, Facebook. So that's who has our members. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Anything, anything else to add from either of you before we wrap up? Um, I would just say, you know, follow your gut, don't quit and just, um, do it one day at a time, right? Don't try to overwhelm yourself. There's going to be a lot of, uh, things that cause anxiety, um, but action trumps all. So if you can just get done what you need to do in the day and be present in the moment, it will, you know, over time, <laughs> you'll see that it paid off. Um, similar to Sean, except kind of in the sense of like, don't think that you have to do this any type of way. Like what works for John and what works for Linda and what works for like, you're you, you have your own emotions. You got your own system. You have your own life. Like, don't think that you got to be, Oh, if you're not up at 4am, you're not going to be a millionaire. Like, no, like, figure out what works for you and do it mm -hmm. and do it every day. That's it. Absolutely. There has to be some enjoyment there, right? Otherwise it right. uh, kind of takes away from the whole big picture. So I agree. Alrighty. So Adam and Sean from Arte Athletics in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Thank you both so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great having you on the show. Cool. Thanks Bree. Absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. Uh, joining us on the show today is a duo, two special guests, Jenny and Jeremy with the Hangout Gym. Folks, what is going on? Happy Friday. How are we feeling today? Good. Doing good. Uh, thanks for having us on. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited to have the both of you on. And, you know, we're definitely ready to dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with the Hangout Gym here. But, you know, first, we want to give you the floor and give the viewers a little perspective here. In your own words, folks, how do you guys describe the Hangout Gym and what you guys do? Um, we are a, we, I'll, I'll call us a functional fitness uh, gym. We offer a lot of boot camp style classes, um, circuit training classes. Um, we do some, the very 
functional fitness where it's uh, kind of like wad style classes um and also we are a spartan affiliate gym so we do um spartan training uh for the spartan obstacle course racing and um we we do deca which is what we are we're a spartan deca affiliate so uh deca is spartans uh relatively new newest event where it's it's all functional fitness and it's 10 zones um, and you try to go through, it's, it's in a different exercise with um, a prescribed weight and rep or distance. Um, and you try to go through all of those zones as quickly as you can. And um, just like in the Spartan races, they have three different levels of that. And we just try to train people for those. And we hold events at our gym for that as well. That's awesome. Wow. You also have kids. Oh, yes. <laughs> And my kids, yeah, I can't forget, forget the kids. <laughs> yeah, I um, also do kids obstacle uh, training classes where it's kind of a Spartan slash Ninja Warrior style um, workout for them. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'll tell you what, I mean, it's, it's very unique, especially for, for the podcast as well. I haven't heard of, uh, of too many gyms. I think I had one a week ago or so, but not too often we get we get to see this perspective. So I, I love that. I love that. And so, um, Kind of moving on here, I want to kind of just start with the bare bones basics. You know, I mean, how many members are you folks serving currently? Um, we have around a hundred members, um, and about it's it's about 50-50 really with our adults and our kids memberships on that. And that's our that's our um continuous monthly memberships and then we do have you know like our our people that'll uh, purchase five class cards and one-time drop-ins and stuff like that that's not really in that so i'd say you know just a little over 100 yeah okay and so for you guys i mean what's been the best method of getting new people through the door honestly it's been word of mouth um, it's really been just organic. Uh, the, when the people come to our gym and they try our classes and they um, just get that amazing sense of community that we offer, um, they, they want to go and bring their friends. So um, it's really a lot of it's been word of mouth and, and Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, word of mouth is obviously it's a thanks to your fulfillment, right? You guys are good at what you do and people are going to talk well about you guys. I think that's, that's inevitable. Um, and, and obviously, yeah, Facebook, I think it's always going to be everybody's best yeah. friend. Everybody's on there. So I think if you can get in front of the right people at the right time, that'll bring people through the doors, of course. And, um, you know, just curious now, I mean, if, if you guys are, are nearing that, that hundred mark there, you're on that hundred mark. I mean, how much higher can you guys go if leads and traffic were, I mean, hypothetically unlimited here, I mean, how much higher can you guys go? I think space-wise, probably we could probably double. We're, we're about fifty percent capacity, roughly. If you look at um, the classes that we have and the number that we can get in the classes, there's a couple of classes that are small that you can get in based on the type of class it is. It's more like a lifting class, it just takes up more space. But as far as the deca classes and the wad classes, things like that, um, I'd say we're probably about fifty percent for the adult classes. The kids' classes we do as enrollments, um, so those are full. We we're on a they we have a wait list for that. We can just, she's the only instructor we have for that, so we can only gotcha. accommodate so much since it's fairly specific to Ninja Warrior type things. Because uh, we have a I built a big rig and uh, rock wall rig for rings and Ninja Warrior type grip stuff, so you can only 
handle so many kids and yeah with one person. yeah no, that, that's that's very true i think <laughs> it's it's very very true <laughs> and um so now with that right and i know just from being a personal trainer i mean having 50 60 clients at one point is ridiculously hard to manage and i'm sure you guys know that too but how do you guys manage i mean having you know 90 100 you know 110 plus clients here i mean how do you manage that? What, what, what's the best practice for you guys to be able to understand, you know, how long someone's been with you, if they're just getting started, if they're canceling, what's been the best? We, uh, we use the mind body app. Um, and it's, gotcha. it's a software, yeah. it's a software program that has, it's been very helpful with keeping all of the data up for us. And that's how our, our members can book their classes through it. They can, you know, make, um, purchases through it for not just the classes, but for the products that we have, we can put it in there. Um, so that, that mind body app has been what we we've used. Yeah. Mind body is definitely a great asset there. I think it's, it's probably one of, I think it's been around. For a, a little while now, there's there's definitely a lot you can do with it, and I think as long as you are tracking, I mean, I always, I always say we're fitness professionals, right? You you track your your macros, how much weight is on the bar, your mile time, but then you go to your metrics sometimes. You're like, oh shoot, I don't, I think I have ten clients, twenty. <laughs> you just don't know. Uh, but no, that's awesome. The fact that you guys are even on top of it is 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 uh, is, is a unique thing <laughs> that we see on here. So that's great stuff. And um, it would be very difficult without the app using the app it would be it would be super difficult to keep up with it it, it does have some analytic tools that are kind of nice uh as yeah. far as seeing who's coming in who's not coming in yeah i think when, once you get once you make it a necessity it, you realize how much of a of, of an obligation it should be and, and that it is yeah. to the growth of the business so um gonna ask a little bit of a longer winded question here but a good question in itself right um and, and bear with me on the explanations if you need me to repeat anything by all means just let me know um in the fitness and gym industry and what we've been discussing this entire podcast have been the three pillars of business right that we use pretty predominantly and that's going to be your lead generation which is your marketing getting people through the door your acquisition which is your sales which is getting somebody from interested to being a paying client and your retention and ascension which is keeping your clients longer but getting them to buy more from you in that process so of those three folks, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Uh, well, I think there's probably improvement across the board. So we, we're in a pretty small town. Um, so just getting the word out to the gym. We've been in this particular building since February. We started in our house, um, so which was farther away from everybody but even moving into town just getting to know that even though we have a sign by one of the main roads in the town it's still difficult to even you know say hey have you seen the gym like no uh, do you know where food city's at yeah it's, oh that's the gym that's right beside food city where i go to the grocery store there's a big sign there so uh getting them in has been uh trying to figure that out like what advertising works what advertising doesn't work um we've definitely spend money on stuff that produces zero uh, clients coming in the door. So, I mean, that's, we're working on that, but I guess of all the things, that's probably the farthest we're along uh, trying to get people in. That's the one we're working on the most. Yeah. I, I want to say, I appreciate the honesty and transparency with that. I mean, I think the fact that you can put success to the side and still admit that you can still improve in some places, I think is a big eye opener for viewers. Right. And, and again, I want to say thank you for that. Cause I think, Oftentimes we don't get to people who are as honest sometimes, but 
when you can be, I think the viewers can understand like, wow, because some people will see, you know, 90, 100 clients be like, wow, like there's more, <laughs> you know, and then there is, I think there's always room for growth and there's always room for more opportunity. We're in the business of helping people, right? Why would you not want to help more people? I think that's just what makes sense to me. So I appreciate that. Seriously. Thank you, Jeremy. And so going to ask two more questions for you. My last two questions that I have for you guys, but my two favorite questions, and they usually take the longest. So <laughs> but they're good questions. Uh, what's the bigger picture for you guys? What are you guys trying to accomplish long-term? Um, so gosh, that's a, that's a really loaded question because, um, I'll, I'll be honest, whenever I started this, I never even, um, actually expected that we would, we would be at the point where we are right now with as many people as we have. And, um, so to think, gosh, where could we go from here? is kind of like, um, I don't know, like the magic question, I guess. <laughs> um, but I, I think, we would eventually like to see ourselves in a bigger facility. Um, we we have been truly blessed with where we are right now. It's um it's about three thousand square feet, but we have an amazing man that we we lease from. Um, he's he's been super kind to us, and just uh, it's been a great great place. Um, but we would eventually like to outgrow the 3,000 square feet. So um, when my son was small, who he is now 18 now, <laughs> but when he was small, uh, we kind of came up with a gym together and we even like planned it out. And I think that is ultimately where I would like to go. It's a, it's pretty much a, a, a much larger space, but a kind of a divided space where we have grownups basically doing their functional fitness stuff and their group classes and stuff. Um, and maybe just a kind of an open gym side um, on one side. And then on the other side, have my, my obstacle course side with my kids um, because I try to keep everything very family oriented. I want a place where families can be together doing their workouts. So if I have a bigger space where I can have more adults doing their parents doing their things, the families doing their things together, that's, that's ultimately my goal. I love that. I love that. You're building a, a true community, right? I think yeah. it's going from a community to a family and that's huge. I think when you can solidify that within your gym, I think that's what brings those that we call those lifetime clients, right? Where they, they're just going to be there forever. And I, I love that. That's the emphasis around it. <laughs> and and it's amazing how, how you said from when your son was small to now. I mean, that's crazy how the progression has gone, you know? So congratulations for that. And um gonna ask a little this one is is a, a little bit of a curveball. Good question. I, I like to ask it in an entertaining way. Um, and I might want to hear two both your perspectives on this actually, because it could be two different answers, or I mean it could be aligned. And I'm always curious. Trying to start a fight, is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, 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 not here, not this one, Jeff. I promise. Not a bad question. <laughs> it's a good question, but um, let's see, let's see the response here. So, you know, folks, if you could go back in time here to when you guys both started the gym, right? First started, sit yourself down with the knowledge you know now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you guys first started the gym. What would that advice be for you? Good. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, be better organized. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Oh, internet. Um, have better internet. That's another one. Um, <laughs> really, for me, that that's it. Is just to to uh, be be better organized because I was trying to do everything on paper then, and uh, with little you know, punch cards and stuff like that, and and uh, the having software 
has been uh, amazing. Well, but I mean, that's true, but we started at my house. So we have a garage. It's like 25 by 30 and a third of it was like broken off of the wall. So she started originally doing like personal training and really small classes in like the back third, I turned into a gym and then we converted the rest of it into it and made it a little bit bigger. So whenever it was smaller, it was okay to do on paper because you could only add, yeah. you know, you had so many people you had to deal with. But now in this facility where you have, that was also in my garage. So like, I really didn't have a lease. I didn't have a landlord. I didn't have yeah electric, but you know, all the bills were kind of wrapped up all together. So as we've grown, we've had to learn what works for the size that we're at and try to minimize cost for benefits, I guess mm -hmm. your cost benefit, you know, you can get, cause we had tried another software and it was working okay. But once we started getting more people, it just mm -hmm. wasn't playing uh, well. We were paying yeah. much less for it, it but just, it was cheaper, right? It right. was, it was a cheaper software as far as money wise, but this software was more, but now it, it, it's worked out. Truly. Yeah. Uh, truly. Uh, you get what you pay for. Yeah. 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 I, I love that. I love that. And it's such a good point. And, and I, unfortunately it is a good place to wrap things up on this episode because I could talk to you folks all day, <laughs> but before we sign out here, you know, please uh, shout out to your Instagram, Facebook website, anything you guys have, where can people find out more about you and the gym? So it's the, the our webpage is the hangoutgym.com. And then the Instagram, I don't remember that she does the Instagram. It, it's also the Oops. hangout. It's the hangout gym. LLC. Yeah. And on Facebook, same thing. There we go. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road, folks. If you could stick around for two more seconds, just like, so you know, how you're going to the podcast. I would truly appreciate it. I'm just going to sign everybody else out over here. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. All right, thanks so much. Who, <laughs> yeah, no problem. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Scott from the Fort Athletic Club in Oceanport, New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Scott. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. 
I am excited to have you here and learn more about what you have going on over there. But before we really dive into the business side, I want to hear a really brief backstory here. You know, Scott, what was it that ultimately led to you becoming a fitness business owner here? Okay. Yeah, I'll try to make this brief. Uh, I'm a finance guy by trade. So I've spent 25 plus years on Wall Street as a telecom media and technology analyst, but I've been a fitness enthusiast for a long time. But in my day job, I analyzed companies, mostly from a financial perspective, numbers and and, uh, and and trying to really unravel businesses. And at some point, I wanted to actually use those skills to open my own business. And given my interest in fitness and, uh, and my family's interest in it, I, I looked at different facilities uh, before I saw this one on, on an old army base and fell in love with it on day one. And so uh, that was the reason why I decided to get uh, involved. I didn't realize how hard it was going to be. Um, it took about four years to really open up the facility because we, you know, we dealt with the pandemic. Uh, but since then, we wanted to really create something special for the families in the community. Absolutely. And you've definitely done that. I know we chatted a little bit before we got on the podcast here, but for our listeners, give us your version of an elevator pitch of the Fort Athletic Club. Tell us kind of who you are and what services you provide for your community. So we really understand this business model as we move forward in the conversation. Okay. Yes, sure. So the Fort Athletic Club is a 50,000 square foot facility on eight acres on an old army base. Army base was decommissioned about 10 years ago, and it sits in Monmouth County, New Jersey, which is a great county. Uh, it's, it borders the Atlantic Ocean, so we have great weather. Uh, you have access to the beach, but we're also commutable to New York City, which is about an hour away, and Philadelphia is about an hour and a half away. So it's a great place to raise a family. You know, I, I'm a former New York City person, lived there, worked there for a long time, and when we started having kids, we decided to move out to the Burbs and uh, really fell in love with this community. But the the, the 32nd pitch on the fort is it's a military-inspired fitness center with a studio-centric approach. So we have four studios, um, and we just are opening up our fifth. I call it a studio. It's a, sort of a semi-private training model, an athletic performance area called the bunker. So you'll hear during the conversation all of our uh, all of the names of the facilities have a military-inspired twist because we wanted to stay true to the roots, and we have several veterans, both on our ownership team and as employees that give, you know, give you the feeling that you're walking into a facility that's associated with military, but it's not overly pushy that, you know, you know, you're, you're standing rigid, standing and saluting and things like that. But uh, for the people in this area, I, I think anybody who's come into our facility has fallen in love with it because we really do try to cater to the entire family. Mm -hmm. For sure. And um you know, it sounds like you, anybody, like you said, anybody can really kind of come in and, and see success at your facility because there is something for everybody. And that's what I like, because I know for me personally, I can't succeed in a normal kind of big box style gym because I do not like to work out on my own. I would walk in, walk on the treadmill five minutes, lose motivation and drive on home. Um, I have to be in the group fitness kind of studio setting to have somebody showing me what to do, to have the motivation of the people beside me. And so you can cater toward that person or the type of person who wants to just totally program for themselves and do their own thing. Um, and I really, really um, like that. So kind of paint a picture. What's the square footage of the facility? How big is it? Yeah, 50,000 square feet. 
I have about a quarter of that is a uh, is a massive basketball gym. So we have two courts um, that run parallel to one another, or we have one massive like pro style basketball court where we do massive events. So when we kicked off the facility last October, um, we actually brought the Villanova basketball team up to the facility and uh, and offered it for free. We said we let every, anybody come in and watch these these uh, these kids practice. And it was awesome. You know, people could get autographs. It was sort of our kickoff ceremony. We hope to do that again with the team over at Villanova. Um, so that's that's a quarter of our facility. Then we have five different studios. Um, we have a hit studio, a cycle studio, uh, a dance studio, and a yoga studio. And then we open up this athletic performance uh, facility that officially launches on Tuesday after Labor Day. But we've been you know we've been doing dry runs throughout August. We have a massive weight room with 30-foot ceilings. It's absolutely stunning. We have a semi-private training area. We have uh, a smoothie bar we call the canteen. We have more of like I would call a grab-and-go for kids, you know, more on the basketball side, called the mess hall. We have uh, on-site physical therapy, um, and we have plenty of parking. So, you know, when you come into our facility, you know, especially people who go to studios, one of the challenges in this area, you know, it's highly densely populated areas, finding parking. Um, most studios don't have a shower. If they do, it's one. Mm -hmm. They definitely don't have child. So that's, I think, some of the differentiators here is you can come in. It's a super, super clean. I'm, like, crazy about uh, cleanliness. We have eight full-time cleaners. Eight. That's a big number of people cleaning this facility on a daily basis. So... Those are some of the things I think differentiate the gym versus uh, some of our peers. Okay, absolutely. You mentioned there very briefly, you know, that you do have some private training in the facility. And anytime that I talk to, you know, a facility like this, where they have kind of a lot of different services to choose from, personal training is a really good thing for the business because typically it's bringing in a bit more, more revenue than, you know, your normal membership. As things currently stand, like what percentage of your business would you say is coming from the personal training side of things? And like, how do you guys make your money from that? Do you have trainers paying rent? Do you employ trainers? How does that work for, you know, your model? Yeah, so for our model, we wanted, you know, because we were the new kid in town, we wanted to make the place very appealing, especially in a post-pandemic world. So we brought on full-time trainers. So on day one, we had four full-time trainers. We paid salaries. We offered benefits. Um, and we, we basically helped them build their book of business. The hope was within three months that they'd sort of pay for themselves. And, um, and that happened in rapid clip. So now we have seven full-time trainers. We're looking to add an eight. Um, and more than likely, we'll hopefully have 10 by next January. You know, one of our latest additions is a, a local gentleman who's a great, great young man named Charlie Volker. And, um, Charlie has a cool story because he went to Princeton, played football, local hero in the, in the community, um, tried out for the NFL, but it was during COVID. And um, he had some great split times, and, like speed uh, sort of up and down. And um, he didn't latch on with any football teams, but one of the scouts said, you know, you should think about maybe pushing a bobsled. You know, you have great sprint speed. So he's like, yeah, I should try that. He went out, tried out, made the Olympic team. And was in, uh, was, where was the Olympics this year? Japan? Or is it China? I'm trying to remember the Winter Olympics. Um, but he actually he made, this, 
That's crazy. That's crazy. And so he's training for you. Yeah, yeah. He just joined us. He joined us in um in I think April, right after the Olympics were over. You know, he had a little bit of a gap. I can't remember if it was April or May, but within 45 days, he was paying for himself. So this, this, these are great success stories. I'd say about 20% of our clients take um, personal training in some form or fashion. You know, one, two, three. We have some people take four times a week. So, um, you know, we're trying to make that a million-dollar business, which, you know, I, I talk to a lot of industry peers, and that's a great goal to have. Um, we're trending right now somewhere around 750000 if you annualize our last month which within a year, I think that's a huge home run. Uh, we've retained all of our staff, um, and people really enjoy working here. I think because we have great clients, and we have great trainers, and we have a friendly environment. But uh, personal training is a big part. And the bunker is sort of a semi-private training model. So that one is for people who like maybe a group experience at a, at a discounted rate, because you know, not everybody can afford to pay for a personal trainer three times a week. So we wanted to offer alternatives, and, and the semi-private model is really geared for four to eight people with one trainer, um, and we can we can do up to three different separate sessions in this in this room. It's a 2,500 square foot room with lots of weights. We got turf, we have sleds, we have outdoor access. So that's the bunker model that we're opening up right after Labor Day. I really really like the idea of that, and I think that the people will too. Um, because, you know, with the semi-private, you still get that kind of one-on-one feel, but it is easier for people, like, maybe they have several kids, and they can't afford to put every single one of them in in personal training. Um, Okay, next question I have for you here is, you know, we look at the facility as a whole. How many members do you guys have right now? Yeah, so as of today, we're we're closing on... on, uh... 1,300, so 1,300 people, of which the bulk of them have been acquired this year. I mean, we opened up October 9th. We didn't have much of a pre-sale. Within two or three weeks, the Omicron variant was hitting hard. Nobody wanted to go out. Um, So November and December of last year were challenging. Um, One of the things we did in order to help the community and also draw attention is we had a mobile truck come once a week to do uh, COVID testing. We offered it for free. through a third party and you know it was interesting because you know you have people touring the facility in masks you know this was really at the height of the omicron variant uh but i think it was a great thing for the community got us good good exposure and um and that's how we started but we didn't gain a lot of customers really until january january we, we lit up the room i think we did 300 members in january 200 in february and then things have been at a normalized pace somewhere between 100 and 150 a month okay so you're growing pretty rapidly and that's good for a new facility. Walk me through kind of some of the things that you're doing to kind of aid that growth process. How are you getting in front of your community and kind of spreading the word? Yeah, so in late spring, you know, most of the, most of our things were the grassroots effort. Um, but what I found is that, you know, when, you, when you're on an army base, an old army base that was 1,200 square feet, I mean, sorry, 1,200 acres, um, and much of it is undeveloped as of now. We, we are one of the first real properties to open. There's been some housing that has been, that have been open since, but there's big parts of this space that haven't been developed yet. In fact, there's 300 acres that are up for auction right now as we speak 
four different developers are looking at it, including Netflix, to open up a movie studio, which would be great, I think, for us to be adjacent to a movie studio because it would add jobs and it would add some sort of cachet to the place. But the challenge was because it had been closed, the base had been closed for so long, a lot of people didn't think you could drive through it anymore. Even though they open up the roads, a lot of people, you know, you see these big massive structures as army base and you don't know necessarily if you can go in. So we decided to make um, a very, very heavy push on social media. So we hired a company, a local company um, that helped shape our strategy. We do a ton of video. We do a ton of testimonials. We want to show people in 15 second clips, maybe 30 second clips, what the facility is about, little teasers to get them in. We've been running probably three ads a day um, on various mediums, Facebook, Instagram, some Twitter, some TikTok, um, a lot of reels, stories. Uh, we've been bombarding the area for the last four months. And we, we give amazing offers, you know. Anybody can get a five-day pass. So we want people to try the facility because I think if they try it two or three times, they'll make the switch. I, I don't know if they'll do it in one because, you're, again, people are used to their routine. But if you give them five days, which in most cases that's a full week, um, I, I, we get a lot of converts. And in the month of August, we said if, if you're already a member and you have a friend, they're free. You have a family member, they're free as well. So we've had a very successful campaign, and we're also very generous to our heroes, you know, ex-military, police, teachers. Teachers are included in our hero discounts which I know a lot of people don't necessarily include teachers, but, you know, I know a lot of them and I know the sacrifices they make and we wanted to be helpful to them as well. That's awesome that you kind of offer that and, and support your community in that way. And you mentioned there something that I think it's great to kind of touch on, you know, there, there's a lot of gym owners in this space who are not currently utilizing the digital platforms to advertise their facility. Um, can you speak on how beneficial that has been for you and the growth of your business? Yeah, it's been an absolute game changer. I mean, uh, we were we were doing it ourselves for the first six months mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, varied success. Um, but I, I think the frequency at which the ads run, the, you know, the professional quality of the video, you know, we have really cool videos that even I, I sometimes I'll look at I'm like, wow, <laughs> I'd want to go there. And so I, I think people underestimate because the cost associated that we don't do a lot of paid advertising. Most of it is um, just trying to generate enough traffic and viewers and, and, and hopefully word of mouth. So we do encourage people to post. Um, we have several up show um, TVs throughout our facility so that people can post in, in, in their imagery you know, through uh, Instagram will be popped up on our TVs. But we've done a lot of grassroots efforts like that using social media. And it's for anybody who's not doing it, you're doing yourself a disservice because we weren't doing it effectively the first six months. We were inconsistent, but now we have this, I think, down to a science and, and our partners are amazing. So sometimes outsourcing things, most of the stuff we try to control, but they're great partners. They come in here several times a month to shoot video and they help us write copy and we coordinate and tell them on things that we want to highlight, uh, but it's been a great, great partnership. Nice. So you're saying that you're running, you know, three, three different ads per day on various platforms, but then you said yeah. that, you know, it's not, 
it's not paid, it's organic. Is that right? So like three different posts per day, is that kind of what you're yeah, talking about? Sorry. Yeah, I meant three different posts, forgive me, yeah. Okay, so um, is there a reason why you guys haven't dabbled in the paid side of things? Because I've seen for that to reach a larger platform, you know, when we're posting organically, we're gonna reach our followers, their followers, if they like it, if they share it, we're going to reach their followers. But there becomes kind of a certain point where it's just like word of mouth. We can't predict the rate at which we're going to grow from organic efforts. And so I've seen that with, you know, the paid side of things, we can predict it a little bit more. We can make it super targeted. So is there a reason why you guys haven't tried that to this point yet? Yeah, so we've we've done it. We just we, I'd say we're more selective in how we do it. So, like I'll give you a couple of um, in, in the beginning of uh, May, we went out with a college offer. You know, mm -hmm. I think it was uh, two forty nine for the summer, and they can do all the studio classes they want. And you know, you have a lot of people um, in college who do who like the group fitness side of things. So, we did a lot of paid advertising around that. Um, when we launched different uh, new studios, or we want to highlight something, so. Starting, we have a studio called Earn Your Stripes, or EYS for short, and that's our hit studio. It's an amazing concept. We have a great general manager who assists with that name, Matt Wright. He's kind of an industry guy who talks to these URSA events, but he helped create the Earn Your Stripes concept. Um, so what we've moved into is Earn Your Stripes is sort of a, a typical four-station concept, you know, eight people per station, up to 32 people. People are different, doing functional strength, power, um, endurance, but what we're doing starting the Tuesday after Labor Day is we're, we're launching EYS Combat. So it's more of our boxing-inspired fitness workout, and we we've teased it throughout the month of August. But come in the next week or so, we're probably going to push some put some paid advertising. So the one thing that's unique about us, to some extent, is you can be a member, right? We we want members. That's our aspiration. But you can also book our studios on MindBody. Okay. So again, if you're a studio goer and you just want to buy a 10 pack, we'll sell you that. And again, the hope is that after 10 visits, you're like, well, why am I paying for each class when I can join the gym? And so MindBody, we use this sort of feeder system to allow people to experience our studios without maybe making the commitment. And we, we do month to month membership as well, but our preference is either do passes or yearly commitments. Okay, I definitely understand that. And that's smart too. That's a good way to kind of feed people into the program if they're looking for like group fitness near me and then, you know, their mind body account pulls up, they find your studio, they sign up for like a class and then they're like, wow, what is this place? And then, you know, they kind of fall in love. Um, so I really yeah. like that um, tactic there. Uh, next question I have for you, what would you consider to be the biggest business related challenge? What's, you know, that one thing that you're working to figure out, Scott, because I think that it's just as valuable for us to talk about the really great stuff that we have going on and the stuff that has worked really good as it is to talk about the the bumps in the road, because that's where other gym owners listening to this show can really connect and relate to you. Well, I think it's for us, it's been um, creating the right culture, you know, because I have this vision of what I think the gym should be. You know, when, when we built this facility, we built it with the mother in, in mind. You know, in, in this community, we have, you know, a sort of well-to-do crowd where we have um, a lot of people who have one, two, three, four kids, you know. <laughs> so generally speaking, one of the spouses is at home. 
And in, in a lot of cases, it's, it's the mother that's at home. So we wanted to build an experience so that she could come into the facility, do a class, feel comfortable dropping off kids, and, um, and really have this sort of differentiated experience. But I think the, the struggle that we had is because it's the Ford Athletic Club, it sounds kind of masculine and military-inspired, that we have our, our split is 50-50 male-female. And I would have thought, you know, having gone to lots of studios, it would have been at least 55-40 female-to-male or 60-40. <laughs> so that's the challenges we've had is I've had a harder time attracting sort of that 30 to 50 year old mom than I thought I would. Mm. And some of that might have been just, you know, COVID, people were uncomfortable bringing kids into a gym. But I, I think what we've seen over the last three months is the balance has become a lot, um, a lot more uh, in, our, in the favor that we thought. And I think our advertising has softened the message because I do feel, feel like the fort comes across as a military, like this masculine facility, and it's really not. I um, mean, it's beautifully designed, very clean. Our kids' brigade is special, a special place. And so that was one of the challenges we had is creating the right culture and allowing people to see it. And they really have to come here. I mean, we can show it on video as a teaser, but when people come in, they're blown away by the size and scope of the business. That was yeah. one of our challenges for sure. Yeah. And so you said like recently you've noticed that it's evened out a little bit. Um, what do you feel like you guys can do to continue to kind of get that target, you know, kind of mom, family into the facility? Like what more can you do to continue to increase that clientele that you're looking for in space? Yeah, I, I think it's really just pushing people to try it, you know, because here I have probably within five square miles, I have about 50,000 people and I have probably 20, 30 studios. And it's funny because I've been to a lot of these studios and I see the same mom group or dad group in each of these facilities. And I'm friends with these people. I've worked out with these people and some of them won't even visit because, you know, they're used to their routine or they know the owner. And, and we're not really, we're not trying to poach other people and hurt other studios, but at the same time, we want them to experience what we're able to offer. And so I have had some people who I've worked on for three, six months to try to come. And once they come, they're like, oh, my God, why was I? How come I didn't come earlier? I love this place. Or you have childcare, or your facility is beautiful. You have a steam room and you have, a, you know, you have great showers. So that's something I think we have to continue to push on, because as I mentioned to you earlier, maybe it was before the podcast. People in this group fitness like their routine and like working out. They're similar people. Maybe not all 10 of them, but two or three people. And you, need, you almost need to grab that whole crew to come and experience it. Mm. So that's why we offer assets because I'd like the whole crew to try it. And at the end of it, if it's not right for them, that's fine. But I feel like if they work out together and experience it together, then it makes the decision a lot easier. No, I would definitely agree with you there. Um, in the fitness industry, I've noticed, like from my personal experience, if I'm going to get like one new member, generally that in the CrossFit world, that new member is going to come with three or four other people that were working out with them at X facility and decided to come join them. So I, I get what you're saying there. 
Um, I want to give you a chance here to kind of talk to us about your magic wand situation. I like to dream. I'm a, I'm, I'm a big dreamer. I'm living in Disney world for goodness sake. You know? um, yeah. Let's, let's kind of dream for a second. If you could have a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals have come true. Um, what would that picture look like for you? What are some of the big goals that you have in mind for the four athletic club that you're looking to achieve kind of no limitations here, nothing holding you back. What would that look like? Okay. Well, the first and foremost is we're hundred percent focused on making this facility successful. So um, my first wish, if I have three of them would be to double our current membership base. So we're approaching 1300. The goal really is 2,500. So 2,500 spread over 50,000 square feet, I think is a good membership base. I don't know if I'd cut it off at that point, but I'd, I'd certainly be more selective in our approach because I, I want people to have a good experience. So we may actually cap it at some point. The second would be if we hit that number, I have eight acres of which four are developed and four are a field. So I have the potential to expand the facility in a major way. And the biggest ask is twofold. One, can we put a pool back in? The facility had a pool when we bought it. Okay. Um, we were going to put a new one in. Unfortunately, the ground conditions weren't supportive of the new pool in the current location. So we had to nix that and we went into a, an amazing state-of-the-art um, sort of weight room. Uh, but a lot of people do ask for a pool. So we're looking at developing our field with an indoor-outdoor pool. We do pickle. I have six pickleball courts that I do on the basketball courts right now. It's obviously exploded in popularity. I'd love to have some outdoor courts as well. So again, on that, on that four acres, I'd add parking, I'd add a pool, I'd add some, you know, maybe a, a bar restaurant. Again, this is a, an ex-military base and people are looking sometimes to have a sports bar or a drink afterwards. And then the third wish is I love the military-inspired concept and I'd love to take this show on the road. So I've had interest in people, multiple people already, to open up Ford Athletic Clubs, um, which I don't know if they'd be 50,000 square feet in nature. I'd probably have to shrink the size of the box. But, um, but I'd all, I've also had interest in the individual studios. So Earn Your Stripes is, I'd say, our most developed studio. And we've had multiple people who take classes who have told me, if you ever open another studio, please let me know because I'd, I'd open one. I'd, I'd bankroll it for you. So we want to perfect it first. You know, I'm not one to try to spin off something until it's, until it's been perfected. We have great partners, but at some point in 2023, I, I think we'll be in a position to take either the Ford Athletic Club and or one of these studios on the road. So those would be my three wishes if I had a magic wand. Yeah, really exciting. I like the idea of, you know, building these studios up, getting them super successful inside of this model, and then them eventually kind of branching out and doing their own their own thing. Um, it's it's amazing. And I I wish that there's a facility like this near me so I could kind of pick and choose what sort of studio I wanted to go to every single day. Uh, it's it's a great concept. Scott, thanks for sharing with us. Um, what is the, the Instagram page? Where can our listeners go to kind of find out more about what you guys have to offer over there? Yeah, I mean, they can go to the FordAthleticClub.com. Um, but you can look it up on Instagram or Facebook. It's the Ford Athletic Club. Um, I think we're the only one that I've seen. Uh, and, and so if they wanted to find or follow us, you, you'll, you'll get a good idea I think some of I think we probably need to target our social media approach a little bit just because we offer so much 
that you'll see a video for pickleball next to a, a video for the kids brigade next to earn your stripes next to flight school which is our spin studio hot zone our yoga studio base ops which is our dance studio so we have a lot to offer and sometimes it can be a little overwhelming for somebody but at least you see the variety of things maybe you feel that wow that's something i'd like to do and that's what we're really trying to do we're trying to appeal to the entire family and we, we have some families that we have five or six people on the membership so mom dad grandmom and one or two kids it's crazy but that's that's kind of our aspirational goal to have the whole family here Okay. I love it. Um, thank you for sharing. I'm excited to go dive in a little bit deeper to the social media side of things. Cause I did check out the website and it's great. Um, but I want to see the social media side too. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for being here today, Scott listeners. We thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you learned something really valuable today. Don't forget if you want to stay notified about future episodes, go ahead and hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the gym Lords podcast, Go ahead and click on the link in the description. We'll get in touch with you, get you on an episode here. Um, hope everybody has a wonderful day. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.